Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. To the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguila talk today. We're going to be recapping everything that went down against Monterrey. And we're going to be previewing this upcoming match against Juarez. Everything that you guys need to know about our ladies in the closing of the season. Injury updates, roster updates, everything we got you guys covered. And joining me, as always, today, my co-host, none other than Brooklyn's very own, AJ. AJ, how are we? I'm doing good. Just... You see me last time. I would say pretty much the same thing. You know, just been busy with college, out of um, school stuff, you know, just things on the side. Soccer's related, but I'm good. Nice, nice. And AJ, if uh, people haven't seen already, it's a little bit of a tangent, but you are officially writing, my friend, if that's uh, correct, right? Um. Yes. So Express Football contacted me to write stuff about the New York Rebels in Spanish. So it's a really fun thing for me to be doing now since I'll just be able to um be more um in contact with New York Rebels um stuff. So it's just really nice. It's really nice thing for me to write about the New York Rebels, which is a team that I love as just as much as uh, Club America. Well. Congratulations to you, AJ. I know you put in a lot of hard work and uh, we're excited to see what type of work you put out there. So uh, just want to give you a little bit of a shout out right there, plug you in. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow this man. So you guys get up to date with everything, not just New York Bulls, but also Lady Aguilas and Club America news as well. All right, AJ, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to break down and not that much time available to us. Let's talk in regards to these uh, Lady Aguilas and what necessarily went wrong against Monterrey, what needs to be uh corrected for the game against Juarez and what is the end of our season looking like because it's going to be a quick turnaround these next couple of days in regards to the Guardianes 2020 season for them so are you ready to get into this I'm ready whenever you are all right AJ well let's start off where we just left off obviously we weren't here last week because the ladies had quite a bit of a break but beforehand we were discussing the match against Monterrey we were a bit pessimist as to whether or not we thought this game was going to be you know, the rebound game that we expected the ladies to have. We knew that it was going to be a tough match. Yet the ladies came out and surprised me. They actually took the game to Monterrey and they looked the much better side for a good amount of this game. Although, unfortunately, the end result ends up with America losing 2-1 to one at home. Quickly, just kind of give me your brief kind of overall feelings after the game. Worried, really, just because... You know, this is one of the games we were coming into where we're like, we really need to turn things around because our previous results have not been the greatest. So this is really a game where we really need to get some kind of momentum back into our hands. But just after just witnessing that game, I'm worried. Not only that injuries are a problem, but it just seems like America family are just really struggling to just make the most out of their chances. We clearly had chances. It was a back and forth game. Just we really just cannot finish, which is the big problem. And once again, we had our only goal in the match, which was coming from a set piece in which Danny Espinosa scored a free kick. But other than that, really, it just seemed like no one could just get in the ball into the back of the neck during regular play, except during um, a set piece. So it's just really worrisome 
Yeah, it, it definitely was because, you know, it, it it looked like we were the better team at, you know, long periods, long stretches of the, of the game. Um, and we didn't take our chances. And because of that, then, you know, we kind of are in the situation that we are now because, like you mentioned, we weren't fine. We, we weren't refined in our finishing. And, you know, the set pieces kind of at the end of the day, uh, you know, make it so that we don't walk away with all three points. And I think it's the lapse of concentration that we've talked about in this defense that, again, hinges us in these moments and where we thought, okay, maybe we had solved these issues. It doesn't seem like that seems to be the case because, of course, we'll talk about that. The two penalties that were awarded to Monterrey, one maybe is definitely given, and the other one we probably think that was was probably you know called a little bit wrong. Uh, but we'll get to that in just a second. Let's talk a little bit about the beginning of this game, Andrew, because I think it wouldn't be fair to go out and, and recap this game without acknowledging the fact that America had some really good chances. Two very good, clear ones from Marlene Campa. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the chances that uh, you know our ladies are given and and were able to make. And you know, shout out to Jocelyn who put two great through balls in over the head to uh, Marlene Campa one on one with the goalkeeper. And this is a person. This is a player that we talked about consistently at the beginning of the season saying that she has every capability to go out there and, you know, challenge for a starting spot in the starting role. And not just that, but maybe put up maybe even double digits throughout the season. And for her to, you know, unfortunately not be playing in that starting, you know, number nine role. But then when she has these chances, not putting them away. Is it someone you you speak of very highly, AJ? How did you feel? that she played in this game? It's just, I don't know. It's just disappointing compared to how she was last season, you know, in the games that she was playing in that position as a forward, seven games played in five goals. And then compared to this season, if I'm not mistaken, she's really only scored. If I think it's just been one or two goals really, but it's just disappointing to see. I feel like some of that explosive that she had playing as a forward might have disappeared slightly because Leo Cuare put her into the mid the other position so it's just the clear chances she had I felt like if she was consistently playing in this role throughout the entire season I feel like she'd just be able to slot those in with ease but it just it seemed like she just was struggling maybe throughout after those two missed opportunities which I felt like could have just changed the entire game completely maybe she just might have lost some confidence in her it's like the thing with that uh, with Dani Espinosa when she was having that goal drought she just won't go away from getting the all-time scoring record for America for me it seemed like it just wouldn't get out of her mind that said, I really need to score this goal before I can then just go back to doing what I usually do. But Marlene Gampa, it just seems like at times she is being put as a forward. There are instances she does get the opportunities, but just she just seems that she just cannot finish it. So it's just it's just disappointing just to see from a player that I always talk highly of a lot and praise about her. But it just seems like just this season hasn't just been the greatest. Maybe just simply just because she's playing as a midfielder instead as a forward consistently. And I do think that does hinge a little bit on the players themselves because, of course, you know, you're used to one position your your whole entire career. And then, you know, your manager comes in and says, look, I'm going to completely, you know, reinvent the wheel here and put you in a position that, you know, to be fair, she hasn't really thrived in at all. And I think... I've been in here and I've been a little bit harsh on her on, on, on previous episodes before too, because I think whenever she does play in that midfield role, I feel like she gets lost most of the times. Um, granted, I mean, I would have expected her to maybe pick it up a little bit more by now. Granted, we're, you know, at the latter age, at latter stages of the season. 
but I do understand where you're coming from, AJ, and, and I do validate that point that, yes, you know, she's been tossed in the starting 11 in one position, then another one. And then, you know, at one point we thought maybe she's going to play right wing. Maybe she's going to play, you know, as a number 10 behind Danny. And, and and it's just been all over the place. And like you mentioned, I think what does have a lot of, uh, a, a lot of blame here because you, you have someone that talented and to kind of hinge them on their potential is, is a little bit worrisome, but um, we'll get to that in just a little bit later because I think we'll have plenty to talk about in regards to Coyar, which I think he definitely has um, some uh, some questions to answer. Whether whether he will be answering them at the end of the season, we'll have to wait and find out. But uh, in the meantime, let's go back to this game, AJ. So obviously the ladies get a good, good couple of chances, but it's not to be said that Monterrey didn't look dangerous on their counterattacks as well. Although I would say this, even though we criticized the defense in just not that long ago, I think for the most part, they did a very, very solid job. And you're talking about a very, very good team in Monterrey. Players that are very capable, very agile, can dribble. And I think, you know, America coming into this game after what happened against Tigres, um, they definitely wanted to put up a better face against a a, a team from Monterrey. And I think we, they definitely did the, the best of it. But like we always talk about in soccer, AJ, it's if you don't score those chances that you kind of are given or you've created, then nine times out of 10, you know, the opponent's going to come right back and, you know, put one behind your net. And that was the case. And talk to me a little bit more about this penalty that we give away, which I think looking back at it in hindsight, I think the ref may have gotten this one right. So, yeah, we talked about it a bit earlier, right before the podcast. We were just looking over about the first match that happened. So, Justin Orel was trying to get. Um, the ball away from a Monterey player in which she did happen to get um take the legs a bit. There was contact again, but it seemed like the player just wanted to play it on. She just got back right back up and then just continued going into the box to try to get a shot. The Ana Gabi then comes right in to just go for a slide tag, which I'm like, that's nothing you that's nothing you should really not be doing at a time like that. And it was just really clear at that point. We didn't see any reaction from Joss and she just played, she just played off. It's like, it's a penalty. It's going to happen. It's just one of those things. I'm just like, I really feel you really shouldn't slide tackle. Maybe me in the penalty unless it's like a last ditch effort. But it seemed like there was an opportunity for her to get it, but she clearly just didn't. Well, she did get a touch to the ball, but she also had to tackle the leg on the Monterey player's leg as well. So it was going to be called for the foul at that point. So it's just, mm. The referee got around that one, but just the second one, the second penalty definitely just, there's a lot of questioning onto that second call. But yeah, no, first penalty, it was, I felt like it really, it was a penalty. I couldn't really complain about that. It, it was. And Angie, do you have the minute when uh, Monterrey scored that penalty? Yes, that was in the 58th minute. So just 13 minutes after um the second, um the second half um commenced. So it's you know quite early still in the second half, and I mean it goes to show you that in the, in the first half I think America dominated a, a good chunk of that first half, and like I mentioned, very two good chances that Marlene Campa doesn't you know put in the back of the net, and I'm not even talking about her you know header that she just skyrocketed in front of the goal. Um, so I mean really you're talking about three really good chances where America could have gone into the first half on a on a three nil you know kind of cushion, and that completely changes the game at that point. But of course you know. In comes the foul. In comes the goal from the PK. And to make things worse, AJ, it looks like this injury curse just knows no boundaries. And, of course, we lose what is probably one of the biggest blows to this team that we've known 
because it's it's happened already in this season, and now it's going to happen again. Unfortunately, we lose Jen Munoz to an injury. Do you, um, we'll have a little bit more on her on on her status, her recovery, and all that stuff. But um, thoughts on that? Thoughts on the fact that you know Jen Munoz is uh is injured in that game. <sighs> It's just a really huge blow because now we're just looking at to the bench where, if I'm not mistaken, just look at the midfielders who could play in that center midfield position. It's like there's not really much in there. We have Zaida Moreno, but she's just a youngster. She hasn't really gotten much playing time this season. Yes, she scored a goal, but that doesn't really back up to see like how much we could truly see of her. So it's just it's just crazy, really. And then we don't just have much place to really play in that position left and just seeing that how she just got came right back recovering from COVID-19 and from an injury, just seeing that she get injured yet again. I'm just like, Oh no, I'm like thinking to the back of my head. I'm like, this is not going our way. And considering with the fact, just to top it all that, just I make our family are not in a good spot at the moment. Despite us being in that, in the top eight, we're sitting in fifth place. It's just one of those where America, Femini fans are just like, we're not happy with this. We're not happy with everything that's going on right now. And it's just really sad just to see that how Jen really wanted to just play a lot this season. And due to these circumstances that she just happened to encounter with COVID-19 and then now with two injuries, it just, it's just really sad to see. It's just really sad to just see and a player like Jen Munoz, who we've said on this podcast many times, she could be the um the face of America Feminine, and she is one of the fa- one of the iconic figures in the Liga MX Feminine. No, yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. You know, it's um it's quite unfortunate what happens to her, but you know we know we know of her resilience. We know that she's capable of bouncing back from this, and of course. Shout out to our friend, Miss Jen Munoz. We wish you a speedy recovery and uh, we wish you to see you on the pitch very, very soon for Las Aguilas de la America. And, but I mean, now we got to think of what's going to happen in regards to, you mentioned the squad and all that stuff. And we'll, and we'll get to that in a little bit later when we talk preview uh, against Juarez, because I think that's where, you know, we first got to start. And, and granted, Juarez may not be the biggest of opponents, but I think it's a very good place to kind of, you know, get yourself a little bit more situated on, okay, how are we going to play? Who's going to play? And what position are they going to play? But back into this game. So now you get dealt a huge blow with seeing, um, with, with seeing Jen come out off the pitch. Right. And then you have to go out and then, and and, and then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, uh, Hannah who comes in for Jen, correct? Yes. So, okay, so then, you know, the switch is made, then you kind of have to, you know, move around some pieces. But I don't think the team just gels the same afterwards after that. Um, and and, and it, it is a discredit to Cuellar because I think maybe there's different ways to move your pieces. But I, I do think, you know, seeing Jen go down, I think there was a bit of morale that kind of went down. Um, but there was still fight. And and I think that's what the most important thing is that I saw from this game. The one thing that I can take away from this game is is the fact that there was fight in these ladies, right? The fact that they can come and bounce back after a poor game against Tigres, a poor game against Puebla, and be able to do what they did against Monterrey. Unfortunately, they didn't finish on the night. But if they did, I think me and you were sitting here and having a whole different conversation, right? It's the fact that they didn't is it's is, is what's going on, but. You know, there was some resilience, there was some fight, and I think for, for that, they merit some applause. Um, 
Because then, at, you know, at the end, you see that Danny uh, is able to pull one back off a great free kick, tremendous uh, technique to be able to place it in that corner. And um, and you thought, OK, one, one, that's not a bad result. Right. And we just lost Jen. Uh, the team just looks a little bit discombobulated. Like we're just all trying to kind of get ourselves more kind of like, OK, let's just get this game done and over with and then we can regroup. And you thought a point from this won't be the end of the world. Yes, we want to grab all three. Probably deserved all three, but we'll take the one point. And then, like we talked about, AJ, unfortunately, um, one of the substitutions that came in, Miss Janae Gonzalez, unfortunately, is at the helm of this penalty. So talk to me a little bit more about your your thoughts in regards to this penalty. Uh, it's one of those moments where you look at the play over and over again. You would say at first, why would you do that? But then the second time you close eye, it's like, is that really a penalty though? Because I keep looking at back to back the first time. It's one of those instances where both players are colliding with each other to go for the ball. And I feel like at that case, it's not really my, in what I see, it wasn't really a penalty. They're just trying to go at it. Janae does get the ball right back, but then she just happens to clear. And while her foot is sticking out, the moment that she it was extended to kick the ball out, another Monterey player happens to come right in and then make contact with her leg, ball into the box. And then that's where the referee blew her on her whistle then to call a penalty. And everyone and everyone on that Medica Feminine squad was outraged completely. And I think on that right hand side where Janae was at, I think Monica was just, it looked like she was angry. I couldn't tell if she was just yelling out loud to say that we can't believe it's a penalty or to Janae who was saying the like, how do you commit the same thing twice? Again, the first time it's kind of one of those things like you got away with it. The referee didn't see it, play it on. But then the second time it happens again, it's like, don't make the same thing again. That's how I see. But just, I don't know. It's really hard to like really tell if it's a penalty or not because everyone for the league, I think so many English community has really pretty much been saying the officiating in this league, it's not the greatest. And that we even wonder at some point, when is VAR going to be implemented? Because I feel like at this rate, VAR could just take over the job for these referees in the league. I make you so neat because some of their fishing is just atrocious by what they do. I think it's kind of a learning curve in regards to this league, right? So young, you'd imagine the officials also, you know, but granted, I think the, as the years progress, we'll get better officiating, but you're right. Um, I think it was very harsh for Janae to get called in regards to that penalty, which I, 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 you know, we'll go on record and say that I don't think it was a penalty. I think, like you mentioned, she's trying to clear the ball. Unfortunately, just rebounds off the defender. I mean, off the attacker. And then, you know, it, there's contact. It's a contact sport. We know that this is going to happen. So unfortunately, Janae gets called for it. But uh, I don't think any of us here sit uh, sit here and point fingers at her and, and or I, I don't think that it was it was because of her that, you know, this game ended up being a defeat. But, you know, it it's it just kind of the unfortunate thing that you kind of have to now deal with the fact that, you know, these kind of things happen. But, um, you know. All, all credit to her because I think she she came in and she did a pretty she did a pretty good job for the minutes that she was given. Um, could have had a goal if uh, that's <laughs> if right. Play actually. wasn't called back. But, fun, um, so. but funny enough, but funny enough, at that moment where she was going to score the goal, that was at the same moment where Dani Espinosa was given the free kick and then she scored. But it's one of those cases. Like now, I'm thinking to myself, which one would I like more? A player subbing in immediately and scoring. 
or do we just get to see an amazing free kick? Either or, I would have taken. I just would have been really happy for Jay to just sub in and then just immediately score a goal. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. But hey, that would have been. That, I'll take. I'll take the goal either way from Donny. Yeah. No. Right. But it, like we mentioned, it, it 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 was harsh for her to get called for that. But hey, it, it kind of it is what it is, and you have to deal with it. So at the end of the day, you know. We can say that the refereeing wasn't in our favor, but at the end of the day, you you can't look back at this and say we were just unlucky and we and and we didn't deserve that loss because, granted, while we maybe not deserved it, we didn't go out there and get it right. It was it, it was really just in our hands. Could have grabbed it by the moment, taken our chances, and this is a whole different game, AJ. Completely different game. Some of those fouls don't even happen because if the game is played at the you know at the scoreline that we think it should be at, then it's a whole different story. And I think at the end of the day, whilst maybe we are a little bit salty in regards to the officiating, um, I think at the end of the day we're looking and we're pointing from fingers at Coyad and we're thinking you know what like, we're thinking to ourselves. What are you thinking, Coyad? You know, there's there's stuff that just really isn't clicking. Um, and, and the fact that he's still experimenting at this point is, is it's a bit frustrating. And granted, yes, we know that he has injuries to deal with. And granted, it's not the it's not the time to be an America player at this point because it seems like any any little thing you're gonna be out for a good chunk of the season. Um, but I, I think I think that I think the ladies have no one else to blame but themselves in, in this one, right? As a collective unit, I'm not gonna single out and point names because I don't think that's really this type of game. But as a collective unit, as a team, I think they should definitely be discouraged and at the fact that well not not discouraged. That's a very poor choice of word. Um, they should be disappointed in in one another that they weren't able to go out there and get the result. And and I, I do feel like that was kind of the kind of a mental environment that was going on after the game because you know you had chances, you created chances. Uh, you just let them slip off your fingers and you went out and you made mistakes at the at the back and it cost you. So at the end of the day, really no one else to point fingers at but each other. Um, I mean, is, is there anything positive to take away from this game, AJ? It's really hard to just think of any just because I'm just looking at this, uh, this little stat line. It's two points in four games. Out of the possible 12 that you can get from that, we've only gotten two points, and that's really scary. We couldn't get up. We only rescued a point against Pumas. We lost to Tigres. We tied against Puebla. And then we lost to Monterrey. We're currently sitting in fifth place with 24 points, while the top four teams have already qualified to the Liguilla. And America fans are slowly starting to lose some kind of hope because they're pretty much already saying, Fuera Coyan. I don't want this man managing at my club anymore. They even have America Femini fans even saying to some players, you shouldn't even be playing in this team anymore because I feel like they don't have the they don't have the abilities to be to play for a big club like this, which sounds really harsh because I feel like maybe in one of these cases, I would I don't know, like you just mentioned before, like the point and finish kind of thing. It's like more of like of a team thing, but I feel like the managers got something to do with this, so there is that. No, but yeah, just, completely. But it's just, I really can't think of anything. What I did like is after we scored the goal, we were still pushing to get to that second goal. We had opportunities, just unfortunate things happen in the game of soccer. That's how it is. Sometimes you can unexpect the unexpected, and it's exactly pretty much what happened with that penalty. But just 
it's really frustrating because you know previous seasons we do well we don't we have loads no problems getting into the league yeah but now i feel like this is the season where we're being riddled with injuries losing some of our key players unable to defeat teams that we feel like we should definitely be beating and it's just giving it just making you think to yourself now how is this team gonna play in the league yeah I actually know, not even to even think of the league yet, but like the remains that we have less because we have Queretaro, Toluca, Chivas, and Pachuca. And then we and we also have FC, FC Juarez. So it's those kind of things now, one to ourselves. Can we finish on a high note? Or are we going to expect more disappointing um, results? Which, I mean, it sounds like really harsh coming out from me can say how much I love this team. But it's like, I think I'm truly gaining the taste of like, this is what defeat feels like. And it seems just, it just brings me down just to see like how, like how this team, we were doing so well at the very beginning. And then like, now it's like injuries are happening. We're getting off the bumpy start. Well, getting back into a bumpy um, start right now. And it's just, I don't know. It's difficult. It's like putting words, like how, like I truly, really feel, but all in all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Just, in all honesty, I really don't. I really don't know what to really say. If there's like really any pauses from this game, I don't know. Just guess well, we fought. Like we I mentioned, were I think. Back. Yeah, the one thing I think is the resilience to actually keep fighting for this game and not really putting our heads down and you know kind of conceding to defeat. I think that was the only positive that you can take away from this because, like you mentioned, AJ, not a, not a lot of uh, more negativity than a positivity coming out of that one. But like you mentioned, it's um. It's looking difficult. I mean, you, I'm looking at the league table right now. We're five points behind Chivas, right? And to say that we win against them, that's only knocking off three. We're still two, two points behind them. Um, and, and you're asking for them to either draw two games and, you know, us consistently kind of win and or, you know, them lose again against another team. And, and that's even saying, you know, that we're going to go out there and beat them right away. Like, everything's up at the table. So, I mean... You're right. It, it it is it is disappointing to see where the, where the ladies have kind of fallen at after having such a great start and after you know us giving them the praises that they've deserved very much, but seeing them have kind of this really downfall it, it is not only just worrisome but it, it is frustrating because you know we support this team and we cover them and and we want them to do good and when they don't when you know things just don't. Things just don't feel right at that aspect. But I will say this much, AJ. A, a, a championship side knows how to deal with adversity. And if this team wants to lift the trophy at the end of the season, the way that all these players have come out and said that they want to do, then they have to go out there and put it out on the pitch. And they can't keep making these mistakes so close into the Ligia. Because we know a Ligia is just... doesn't really sometimes matter where you fall on the table. Because if you're coming in hot and you're coming in confident, then you can you can play right through it all the way to the final. And so I think these ladies have to uh, reassess themselves. I think this break did wonders for us, and 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 I hope it has. So that way, you know, you come in against Juarez, you go out there. It's a road game. You get all three points. You keep building from that. So at the end of the day, if you truly are to make a statement that you are championship like a championship side then you have to go out there and even with all these hurdles being tossed at you a good championship side knows how to deal with it knows how to get results knows how to get the points knows how to get the win and that 
is the important part, which I hope they can do, right? But with a manager like Coyette at the helm, you don't know if that's going to be possible. But we'll talk a little bit more about him later on. AJ, pretty much wrapping up this Monterrey game. Nothing else to really add on. Just America ends up losing all three points at home in a game that we thought should have been ours at least a point. But hey, like you mentioned, football is a cruel, cruel mistress. And sometimes you just, you know, got to take it on the chin and keep keep it moving. And that's what I hope these ladies are going to do. All right, AJ. You ready to move on into the next segment? I'm ready. All right. Well, before we talk FC Juarez against Las Aguilas de la América, can you give me a bit of an update on all things Coapa? Talk to me a little bit more about Jen Munoz, her injury, and how much time she's going to be out of the pitch. Are we looking at maybe Montserrat coming back anytime soon? Uh, any updates in regards to any of our other players? Just give us an update. So, yeah, with Jennifer Munoz, she did suffer um, a fracture in her armors, which is going to keep her out for four weeks. And then we have update on Veronica Perez's injury. Um, despite her getting injured in the kneecap, luckily, it's just she's not actually going to be out for the rest of the season, as everyone thought she would be. But she's only going to be out for four to six weeks. But that's still that's still a long time period. And then Jimena Rios, our best left back in this team and I'd say one of the best left backs in the Liga MX Feminine. She um have a fracture in her foot in which I think she suffered during the um, Puebla match and that's gonna keep her out for four to six weeks as well. So just big play big players like these just getting caught with injuries like this and out for the span of like either four to six weeks. You're thinking to the last games that we have this season. I'm like, oh, what is Square going to do? Is he going to start putting players out of position like he usually does? Because I've seen previous rosters that we had. I've seen Esmeralda Verdugo play as a forward. I'm like, she does not play as a forward. So it's one of those things making me wondering what Square are going to pull out of his hat for magic tricks next. Yeah. And let's face it, he's not the best magician. Um, so, okay, I mean, not the bit of news that we wanted to hear, right? A lot of four weeks to six weeks injuries. And let's face it, we do not have four weeks. Because uh, at that point, I, well, you say four weeks. A week's gone by for about everyone, right? So mm-hmm. you're talking about three weeks now, potentially. And that's even if we're speed rushing them. And I, to be honest, I don't think we want to want to speed rush anyone at this point, but you're talking one, two, three, you're potentially looking at that last game against Pachuca. You might have some of these players available. Potentially, but it's one of those things that you see that four weeks is the minimum. Six weeks is the maximum. We can't just expect like by the four weeks, like, oh, they're definitely going to come back. Cause as you mentioned, they come back earlier than they're supposed to. Unlike a certain team that decides, you know, get their players back, the men's team, you know, they get injured again and they come back worse. So then it's like with this case, it's just like, yeah, no, I wouldn't risk it. If they don't come back into the league yet, then I'm like, so be it. See what Correa is going to um, have to do. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's not a good time to be an America Feminine fan. The moment when you hear news like this, it's just like, ouch. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's definitely uh, a big bummer, but I, I, I think if we can just get Montserrat back, we can maybe build from that. Because um, my goodness, sometimes do we lack depth 
in, in that left-hand side and creativity as well. I mean, no discredit to Dani, who's been playing there, uh, but just I feel like it's not her position, and she doesn't feel comfortable at the left-wing spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we need someone a little bit more natural to that position. But, you know, we wish all of the ladies a quick, speedy recovery because we're going to miss all of you. Don't think that just because I said one name, you know, that one name fixes all the problems. It does not. It just fixes one little tiny issue. And believe me, with all of you, all of you gone, it's going to be a big, big jigsaw puzzle to solve. Um, but I'm confident in uh, in our depth and I'm confident in these players. A little shaky on Cuellar, but hopeful that uh, they're capable of pulling it out. And you mentioned it, AJ, there's some really tough matches coming up ahead. And, um, you know, you still got to go out there headstrong and go out there and represent the team to the best of your capabilities and, you know, play as a unit, play as a team and get those three points. Because at the end of the day, look, whether you're talking men's, we're talking men's, females, sub this, under five year olds, it doesn't matter. If you're in America, your you your expectations are always going to be high. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If America was to go into a final, and for some reason, all the starting eleven got injured, and you had to play with like a team C, your expectation is still that you have to go out there and win. There is no if buts or maybes. There is no excuses in this club. It just it is what it is, and you and you have to go out there and get the results. And that's the reason why you, you you're in the club because you're more than capable of making that happen if it comes down to you. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the future has in store for these ladies. And talking about the future, AJ, let's talk about America Family going up against FC Juarez. It's going to be a road game. The ladies travel all the way to Juarez. Just minutes away from El Paso, Texas. Talk to me a little bit more about this game, AJ. We've had a bit of a break. The ladies look like they're a little bit more comfortable now after having that week off and maybe regrouping themselves. How do you think the team is coming into this? What's kind of the uh, kind of the vibe and co-op right now with these ladies? And you know, especially this being an away game, how are we feeling coming into this one? You know. Seeing um photos and videos of the players at Coapa just training, it seemed like everything is still good over there. Yeah, we haven't been having the best um string of games with the results, but it just seems like we're still confident. You know, we're gonna definitely be trying to get back into the top four spot, getting into the Liga. So we're just going into this game saying this needs to be the game where we come really need to turn around because if not, that's where the where red lights are gonna just start blinking all over the place and just wondering, okay, something's going to need to change right here, right now, or it's not going to be a fun time of the year. But I feel like in this case, no, really, I'm confident. Um, We've only played against this game, um, this team twice, but we've beaten them twice already. And just seeing how FC Juarez have been performing since they've been in the Liga MX Femini, they really haven't just been the greatest team. Just looking at the result, I think their first season was one win, three draws, and 14 losses at this case. I'm not mistaken. So it's just one of those things I'm like, we really shouldn't have that many pro- We really shouldn't have that many problems against playing against this team. But knowing the results that America did have against another team that was in a similar position, like FC Juarez, looking at Puebla, we did struggle and we happened to be drawn into a nil-nil match. So it's one of those instances where it's like, I make up for me, just score early, 
goal from the get-go, just like we did against Nekaxa and, Masat- and Masatlan. And then from there on, just start racking up goals left and right because the upcoming matches, they're going to be tough matches. And these are teams that are either in the Ligia already or they're going to be fighting for a spot in the Ligia. So just in coming into this game, America just got to do what they usually do and just start scoring goals left and right. So... Yeah, and I think it's important that they take the game to Juarez from the get-go, right? It's the first whistle. We know how important the first early goal is for these ladies. And whenever we don't seem to get it, 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 it tends to kind of hinder on our game and we kind of deplete a little bit. And uh, that's the last thing you need from these right from these ladies right now. I think confidence is a little shaky right now. So you definitely need to go out there and get the job done bright and early and see what happens. But this game is going to be on a uh, Monday, correct, AJ? Yes, sir. Monday, it's going to be at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, if if uh, my memory serves me correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I think it's the first time I did it without looking at my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah. Um, AJ, will that game be broadcasted via through the NAUSA, or are we going to have to find a uh, a a link? Considering it's Monday, I would expect them to usually put up a Liga Mankey's Feminine match on through the end of the United States on Mondays. But if not, well, time for me to start searching up on the interwebs and see all the possible links that I can find. So Yes, please do so. Please send the link. Although last time you sent me one, it took me to the uh, Polish Third Division League. I don't know what happened there. AJ may have spelled something wrong. But uh, yes, we will try to find a link and we'll keep a close eye on the ladies because, like we mentioned... Uh, we love this team. We want to support them, and we definitely do want to cover them to the fullest and extent that they deserve. All right, AJ. We know Juarez is not an easy team by any means necessary, especially being at home, right? You can't discredit any team at all because, granted, you know, they're fighting for something, right? They're not just there to kind of roll over. They're there to prove a point. And especially when you're going up against America, we know that they like to come out and play the best game that they can. So what do you expect from this Juarez size? From the Juarez team? It's just really knowing that how the teams are usually just struggling. They want to give it their all to beat a top team like America Feminine. So I feel like they're just going to pull out the best starting 11 they possibly can because knowing they're definitely not going to be in the league yet. They're just going to do their very best just to frustrate and, uh, and America said they're trying to get into the playoffs. So it just feels like in this case, at any moment they could try to frustrate America and they see an opportunity that opens for them, they're just going to go right for that counter attack and try to get something going from there. So that's how I could see FC Juarez um, playing against um, America Feminine. And if that is the case, give me your predicted lineup for this game against Juarez. And how do you think Cuellar will instruct these ladies to go out there and try to get all three points? All right. So I'm going to have Renata Machiarelli as our starting goalkeeper. Left back, I'm going to actually have Wendy Morales playing. Be, uh, I'm just going to have Wendy Morales playing there. Our two center backs is going to be Justin Orejel and Ana Gabi. Our right back is going to be Monica Rodriguez. Midfield's going to be consisted of um, Cassandra Cuevas, Eva Gonzalez. I'm going to have the youngster Zaira Moreno actually starting in this game. And then up front, I'm going to have um, Marlene Campa on the left. I'm going to have Daniela Espinosa as our forward and Dalia Molina on the right. So I mean, obviously, some young, uh, some young talent on on the on your starting eleven, which I would hope actually comes to fruition. I think this is the one game you're actually kind of given a little bit more leniency to make this formation, this starting eleven, uh, a reality. 
because we mentioned, right, whilst Juarez is a good team and no discredit to what they've done or are doing, but, you know, up to par to what we have compared to them, this should be a lineup that can get all three points. Now, whether or not we're going to get that from Cuellar, I don't, I, to be honest, AJ, I don't think half of those players make that list. Um, but I could be wrong, and I hope I am. Because then that would mean Cuellar would definitely have tried something different. And maybe his magic tricks are getting a little bit better. Um, but let's kind of play around with this and say that the deformation is the go-ahead. How do you think that Cuellar implants to the ladies? Like, okay, this is kind of what I need from you guys to go out there and do. What do you think the ladies have to do in order to get the three points? I you know, the goal is crucial, but one mm-hmm. more. Just, um... I feel like it's just the as the passing game that we usually do, we let everyone get a touch of the ball. But I just feel like the midfield in this case are gonna need to be the ones to be creative because you know we don't have Montserrat Hernandez playing on the left wing side, so she's not gonna be the one where she's gonna be running up on the pitch, taking up a, a, a player or two on, and then try to get across. And so I feel like in this case, that creativity is gonna be having to come mostly from the midfield, whether it's gonna be setting them up for crosses, through balls, anything they could possibly do to try to feed the players off front because remember I, I, if they if this is going to be our predicted front three you have essentially three forwards up front you have you're going to have Daniela Espinosa Marlene Campa and Dalia Molina playing they're going to be playing as a wingers I feel like in this case if we could try to utilize it as if we have like three forwards up front then so be because the, they are forwards so just really try to get, try to find the open spaces to them to give the ball to them and then from there on they're forwards. They know what they can do with the ball. I feel like Daniela Espinosa, she could definitely take on players. Marlene Campos could definitely take on players because you see her the couple of times that she does have to get the ball. She's able to pass a defender to even the goalkeeper like we saw that she did against um, Rayadas, which I like to see. And then Dalia Molina, she just saw some instances where she could actually play as a winger. She has some kind of speed and dribble, dribbling capabilities to take a player on. We've even seen her at times that she can go for a cross, but if she doesn't want to go for the cross, she'll actually just cut inside to try to get um an opportunity for her. So just really, Mifu's got to come up big in this game. And then for our forwards, do not mess up the opportunities that you get. The opportunity you get right there, go for it. Yeah, I would want to see them to be very clinical, right? It's exactly what we're we're hoping for. We're, we're banking on them to be clinical, especially against Juarez, especially in a road game. I think that would build so much confidence in them if 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 they can all get at least a goal or at least, you know, an assist or pass, something, just be clinical. And um, you're right, AJ. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The midfield has to come up and step up big in this moment. And I know it's a big ask for some of these ladies because, you know, they haven't played naturally with themselves uh, as, as as that midfield unit for the entirety of this league. but. Like we mentioned, you're called upon in action and you have to do what you have to do at this moment. So um gonna keep a close eye on that midfield and hopefully we uh we can start creating chances from from within that midfield group because like you mentioned, we can't be subjective to just playing it out on the wing on the left and hoping something will happen from that because we're just getting too predictable at that point. And these latter stages of the season, you, that's the last thing you need to be is predictable. But um the defense you know, pretty solid. I, I don't expect them to work too much, but I, I do hope that they don't fall asleep at the wheel like we've seen a couple of times. So they need to stay as sharp as possible. One thing I did want to ask is regards to JD Gutierrez. It looks like she's already training, if I'm not mistaken. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Along with Montserrat Hernandez, which I did um uh, talk about too. So they're just getting themselves back into training. So we maybe could potentially see them on the bench. Who knows? Or who knows? Maybe potentially start. But then that's the thing I want to get into, Ivan, as well. That knowing that JD is coming back, she's the number one goalkeeper currently for America on um, feminine. Granada Macharay has been taking her spot since she was injured. So then the whole talk comes in. Is he really going to be the one to just break them up with the goalkeeper mantle we have? And it just puts her back in there again. So. I think he does. I think JD starts. And. I don't know. I, I See, I'm torn in between because I do like JD. I think she's a really great goalkeeper. But my goodness, has Renata been sensational for us? And, and and I don't want to discredit any of thing that she has done. And I think she merits to keep that starting spot. But so does JD. And there's only one way. There's only one way to settle it. And that's to give JD the spot. And if she doesn't respond, then you put Renata back in. You see, that's the thing that I might go about with Koyar. Because... It's late into the season, Ray. We're going to be playing our 13th game. He constantly makes switches that I'm not understanding at time, whether it's player being put out of position or it's a goalkeeper that has come back for him to be put in right from the get-go. My thing is, Renata Mascheret has been doing amazing since Jay was, has been injured. Me, personally, I'd stay there for the rest of the season because... JD, don't get me wrong, she's great, but there's times I get slightly worried about her position as a goalkeeper when it comes to set pieces. And then especially about especially from last season when she did come back from injury, she had an atrocious game against Tijuana. But if I wanted then also not to try to put all the blame on her, we were playing a team that were missing key players, and we look like a bunch of headless chickens out there just wondering, we have the ball, what are we going to do with it? So I don't know. It's the thing, me personally, I would just keep Mascherelli in for the rest of the season and see how it goes. But then I get the point that you're saying that JD should start because she is a number one starting goalkeeper. I forbid that she gets injured again because I really hope that's not the case, especially at this point in the season. Or if she has a bad stringer games again, and then Quera's like, okay, I'm going to once again have to make the switch in the goalkeeper position. Yeah, it is a tricky situation that you're kind of scratching your head at, but I do think that because of the hierarchy of JD being the starting goalkeeper and she has and, and you know granted you know not every goalkeeper is perfect especially at that young age you, you, you're right though there is moments where she maybe could work a little bit on the positioning but she's come up big before for us and uh I don't doubt in her capabilities of being able to retain that number one spot so it, it's 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 really iffy I, I and and it's one of these things that 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 were a little bit poised to have for good here because you know two really great goalkeepers right i mean you can't really go wrong with either or but it, it is a tricky one and it's ultimately going to come down to what Guayar thinks and we're just saying right now do not be surprised if jd starts and also do not be surprised if jd doesn't start right because i think he's not just merited her 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 number one spot also i mean we'll have to wait and see but Talking more about this game and aside from the goalkeeper position, which we can talk about all day. Trust me, I definitely could. But let's go back into this game as a whole. You know, if America does what you what you are asking them to do, AJ, which is play the passing game, um, move the ball around, work Juarez up, 
you know, exploit those spaces, open up those gaps. Because I do think Quad is going to try to be as tight as possible. But are they as disciplined as, you know, they set themselves out to be? I don't think so. So maybe you can go out there and exploit that. And if you do some really good passing and this is where the midfield has to come in handy and just, you know, open up the gaps and, you know, have the channels to run into, uh, we could definitely see an America side that is going to be poised for very, very good, uh, very good chances throughout this game. So, AJ, talk to me about your prediction for this game on Monday. 4-0, my goodness, we adventurous today. I mean, I knew you were going to come in a little bit hot, but I didn't think you were going to come in this hot, my friend. Um, okay, I like it. I like it. I would really hope that's the case because, my goodness, a 4-0 victory on the road would do us a wonder of good. And uh, fingers crossed that you're right on this one, AJ. Um, I'm going a little bit more conservative. I'm saying that the ladies walk out with a 2-0 victory. Although I do see that a clean sheet, regardless of who's in goal and who's playing in that center back, uh, or I mean not center back, that left back spot, um, it's going to be crucial. It's going to be crucial to keep that clean sheet, keep momentum going. And nothing says we're right back in it, like winning and keeping a clean sheet. So We'll have to wait and see. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely keep you guys up to date with all things in regards to that game. If you guys, for whatever reason, aren't going to be like me and cannot watch at least the first half, make sure you guys head over to our Twitter account. AJ is going to be doing his best to keep you guys up to date with all things in regards to that game. Should be a fun one, AJ. And like I mentioned, should be on to the NA. Don't know 100% just yet, but we'll let you guys know. And if there's a link, we'll let you guys know as well. All right, AJ, I think we've pretty much talked all things Lady Aguilas in regards to this game against FC Juarez. Anything else we left out? Um, I guess for other news too, um, Hannah Gutierrez and Natalia Acuna, they have returned from the train cast with the Mexico women's national team. Hannah Gutierrez from the U17 side and Natalia Acuna from the U20 side. So they're back into the team and training once again. Definitely, definitely. Um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good that they're back and uh, thank goodness for no injuries, right? Because um, you just never know at this point. You just never know at this point. All right, AJ, I think we've pretty much wrapped it up all here. Just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys in part by Foot Cults. Make sure you guys go follow them and make sure you guys go check them out at footcult.com. And uh, you go check out some of the great stuff that they have and buy yourself an Eagle Eye podcast uh, shirt. Why not? Because they're a thing of a beauty i'll tell you that much we got a lot more stuff coming out uh your way in regards to foot cult and the ui podcast so thank you so much for all of you guys support and if you guys do like any of the merchandise doesn't have to be ours necessarily you guys can use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off all right aj thank you so much for coming out today it was fun we got to talk lady aguilas and now it's time to uh continue uh covering them the way that we do yes as always all righty, AJ, you take care. And everyone listening out there, make sure you guys take care. Stay safe, wear a mask. Be uh, be aware of this next week's episode. We're going to be recapping everything that happened in that FC Juarez game. And we're going to get you guys going on in regards to the next game, which, believe, correct me if I'm not wrong, AJ is against Luca. Yes, it is going to be against Luca. All right, so we got America versus Luca to talk to you guys in regards to that next week. And uh, should be a fun one. All right, then, everyone, have a good night. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. And uh, we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Until next time, as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 